0: What's up everyone, this week has been a doozy on our plate for this week. Who will be the next boss at PlayStation now that Jim Ryan is retiring? Epic Games lays off almost 900 people because of money, really the lack of it. Uh, We talk about the leaked details about the next Far Cry game. Fable Deb's role, critical success in grabbing a Boulderscape 3 producer. All this and more on Season 7, Episode 38 of Press X Start Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Badger. A.k.a. All I need is a 16 right here on this dice roll so I can figure out what this person's talking about. And then I get a critical failure. My heart hurts. I am joined by
1: John MF Ross.
0: Ooh, what does the MF stand for? I just won a Super Bowl. Oh, wait, is it like a bigger bowl than normal or is it like? No, 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 I'm just American going to Disney World uh, next week. You know, back in the
2: Woo! day, TV used to say after they won the Super Bowl, what are you going to do next? I'm going to Disney World. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
0: my age, I'm sorry. Hey. Hey, if you see Mickey, let
3: him know about the podcast. Sean, the they they again. still they still do that. They still do that at the Whack. end of games. Whack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last up but
0: not least up.
3: It's your boy Jordan, aka JXBot, aka the NUSA's top asset in Dogtown. Oh, top asset. Look at that. Mr. Take That Thing Out. All right.
0: Now that we that who <laughs> we are. <laughs> Uh, yes, now that you know who we are, um, start Gamers Digest is a video podcast that condenses the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour-long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube every Sunday at 5 p.m. It's going to be a mixture of the bad first and then the good if we have time, but the bad is really, like, important.
1: I mean, it's always good,
0: but mainly the bad. Anyways, don't forget, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and the notification bell. If you want we'd greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are currently tuned in on. And if you want again times two you can join our conversations by going to our discord at pressxstream2start.com/discord. All right. Now that you have all that and we have that out the way let us jump into the gaming news. Number 1. The big thing for the week. Jim Ryan is retiring from PlayStation. PlayStation's Beloved CEO Jim Ryan will be officially retiring come wow, March of, of 2024. How, how did you guys take this news? Can I just say one thing? Sure.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. Yep. Yeah. That's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, I don't know, our, our audience.
2: We'll catch that reference with him, Sean. How'd you take this news? I don't give a shit. <laughs> like you know, I don't think he. Oh, man. How much influence? Like I wonder how much he actually like stared
0: Well, I mean, he move. was a CEO, so all the he decisions was... had to go through him.
1: I
2: understand yeah. that, but I he mean, was their primary strategist. Like it's not like he's coming up with many of the decisions that happens. They're running past his desk, he says yes or no.
3: Well, I mean, DJ, it, if you want to go into DJs. It's the not article. like he's a
2: Steve Jobs type, you know.
3: No, 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 no. He's not like a visionary or anything like that. But yeah, he like, was the president of Jim the PlayStation has Department. Word, so he's definitely not a visionary. <laughs> and I mean we I mean, the further we get away from this, we'll get a better understanding of the why. But yeah. there are small nuggets of the why that we've all experienced as consumers this summer. Jim Ryan was going in on lives as a service. He was transforming their output, not all the way to it. But yeah. what the ratio people are saying, like 60, 40, 80, 20 or whatever. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and, and like going back to old articles with that guy, you know, like he wants to expand to mobile. He wants to expand to PC. He hates that his software was only on one device. Like he won a record saying that. He doesn't like that single device centeredness because basically I will tell you the more access points for software, the better you are in terms of your revenue margin. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, this, this I, I will say this is not the most ideal moment for someone at that position, at least within the generation to leave because Sean Layden left at the end of the last generation. And we're able to build up on that with new Spider-Mans, new Last of Us, is, new God of Warsies and new, um, horizon for Ben and rest of so, the So
0: <laughs> this is, is hilarious, <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, Hey, there's an interim. I've, I've been a part of organizations that have had extreme turnover at the executive and it can be disruptive.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So
0: Hey, look, guys, it's me, DJ, aka Sexy Bad Choices. If you have followed the podcast for, I don't know, like three months at least, you know I'm not that big of a Jim Ryan fan. And to see that he is stepping down and retiring, I took this as very good news. I I think at the end of the day, he did a fantastic job at not completely ruining PlayStation. Like, people often, not often, people, you know, this week were talking about, oh, you know, Jim Ryan made PlayStation even more successful, X, Y, and Z. And I look at it in terms of the success of PlayStation, especially PlayStation 5. If you compare PlayStation 5 to PlayStation 4, there's not that much newness in that other than the SSD. So it's more so he made sure that the, the PS5 can continue playing High quality games and on the actual software side, he just made sure PlayStation continued pushing the first party games, so he just kind of kept the ship going straight like to 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 Jordan talking about like you know Jim Ryan kind of making this push for games of service stuff, you know be that being late into not late but like late into his tenure as CEO, seeing how he's retiring next year. It does leave a bad taste in my mouth in particular that he is setting up this stuff. There there was an article talking about how um certain it's not necessarily on. It's not on our uh, show notes for today, but there was an article saying how like devs aren't necessarily happy uh, about having to jump into games of service because we know that like, you know, that's it's, it's uh, often what hit happened and miss. with Redfall.
3: Yeah, exactly. well, I, I mean, it. well, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, not just well. There, there are success stories with live course, service, but it's not, it's not yeah. there. But there's more failures not, than successes. It, it's not, it's not their wheelhouse. You're not going to uh-huh. ask Insomniac yeah. or any of them to immediately go into like, well, Naughty Dog was told to go yeah, back inside the I was kitchen about talk about
0: Naughty Dog.
3: with yeah, that like, dish
0: by Naughty Bungie. Dog, Naughty Dog is literally their like triple A, like quadruple A studio, and they said, hey, you. Make a factions two, not even make a factions one. They have experience making a multiplayer game that people generally like. And they took that, they moved forward, they made a thing, and Bungie, who makes you know, a different multiplayer game, was like, Mm -hmm. no, this is not gonna work. And now they've essentially either scrapped the game or is gonna put it into the next Last of Us thing. So it's just like there there was so much money that went into that, and I'm pretty sure for lack of better words, that's kind of egg on Jim Ryan's face. And then we have the state of play earlier this year that was not great. It showed a lot of stuff, not really solid gameplay. It ended with a safe bet Spider-Man and it just it just didn't go well. I don't think it did really well for the wider consumer audience. So yeah. him retiring now, it definitely feels like, okay, yeah, you... you 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 made a bet didn't work out too well. Like now it's probably a good time to retire. In the article, he's been at Sony for about thirty years, so he's had a long time with this company. And the 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 flip side to it is that for him, Jim Ryan, it's been difficult to have that work life balance because he has to fly over to the U.S. often because he is the CEO of PlayStation, and mm. you know PlayStation America is is really big, so. He he. I think one of his his quotes that he's he's missed a lot of his uh child's birthdays and like mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. You know, yeah. So it's just like it it kind of makes sense that he would like to be able to stay in the UK or EU.
3: I mean, I it might have been the potential and in, incoming burnout because you know like the direct competitor of PlayStation Xbox, they do have well at least if the ABK deal goes through or soon to go through ABK deal. That means that Xbox would have three lives of service games that are first party Halo, Infinite, Call of Duty. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, hey, as much as we laugh about Halo, Sony would love to have a first person shooter that has any type of success. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, that's what they're pushing for with this live service thing. Yeah. They're trying to get out as many as possible to have their own in house first party live service game with Xbox having three right now. You know, Call of Duty, yeah. um, Overwatch, and Halo Infinite.
0: I don't know. I I, uh, I I think I mean out of those three, obviously the strongest one is Call of Duty. I, of I course, think,
3: of course, of course, Call of uh, Duty's strongest one. But I mean, I'm just saying Sony. Yeah, has, no, I mean, like Sony currently has Sony currently has Destiny, which is technically a first party right now, but they were <laughs> they were clear in making and in making it transparent about the relationship that Bungie has under yeah. Sony's stewardship.
0: Like, like technically, Destiny is multi-platform. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just that the... I believe Marathon actually might not... I think Marathon might be exclusive to PlayStation, because there was some statement about when Sony um, bought them or whatever, engaged in whatever kind of partnership they have, that they're current games will stay multi-platform, but then there's a chance that that, that yeah. whole multi-platform thing can change in their future games, and Marathon is a future game. Um, so, yeah, so just to get back on to no, the it's whole Jim Ryan retirement. Retire. It's not exclusive? Correct. Oh, okay. Oh, well, there you go. Um, So, yeah, like, it's one of those things where it... I think for Jim Ryan, this is probably a good time for him to retire because he gets to because, you know, when he first came on the PlayStation, he did a couple of things that wasn't necessarily great. Like he essentially restructured the internal workings of PlayStation to fit more of the EU side. And he put Herman Holtz was was a pretty good pick to put as what global partner for games or something like that. But, like, Herman Holtz is another EU person. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, Jim Ryan was was doing his EU thing, which is fine. But um, he was at the start of the PS5. So now him leaving now and then them working on getting another CEO, he doesn't have to worry about, as uh, Jordan was saying, you know, the next console cycle or, like, figuring out PlayStation successful. How could we keep PlayStation successful? and like that seems like a simple answer but you know there's a lot of inner workings that go on to continue the cycle of games that playstation has so you don't have to worry about that so it, it, it's like okay good on him he left when playstation is playstation 5 is doing like extremely well so that yeah. looks
3: good on him yeah oh, and like his i don't know like Looking back at what his fo- looking back at what his focus was, he did have some responsibility in terms of success of the VR, at least providing some type of software that made it a more compelling peripheral and that wasn't oh. heavily invested in and and I, people are still you know timid or it's like um people are still apprehensive towards the playstation. Portable or the the, like, what's it called again? The oh yeah, Portal, PlayStation Portal. PlayStation Portal. So like, so like, (laughs) there's stuff like that that he, you know, like, there was a green light on. I mean, even though like, okay, that was Sony hardware as PlayStation Mm -hmm. proper. He had some type of responsibility in making sure that hardware was cultivated and supported. And I still don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the middle of the fall. There is like this place PSVR banger out. Right now, like the, the biggest game on PlayStation VR two was the, hori- the Horizon game that came out with it. Like, what has there been since then?
0: There really hasn't. Uh, and like, the hope was we would get an Astro Boy because or Astrobot, Astrobot, yeah, Astro Astro.
3: Astro. an Astro no, Astro game Boy, because that Astro was Boy. like You're a right.
0: killer like <laughs> VR title. But we haven't got anything from that. And like, I will say that the PSVR stuff, I always look at that as like a Sony pushing it on the PlayStation because it's like mm-hmm. hardware. And Sony loves their hardware, and PlayStation's like, we don't necessarily need this. But then, looking at how PlayStation is supporting it, it's just it does seem like, yeah, this wasn't necessarily a, a PlayStation initiative. This is
3: if you're gonna charge me six hundred dollars for it, man. I mean, you are already charging us five hundred for the console, right? You spent six hundred dollars for that thing. You should be able to give us a little bit extra support for it. I'm just saying, you know,
0: you you would you would think, but yeah. All right, so um, that's pretty much that. Uh. You know, I guess poor he's not dead, so don't pour one out for Jim Ryan. But, no, she's all right. Oh <laughs> the 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 one thing that I want to say and I find absolutely hilarious, we can actually go around the table like who we think would be a cool uh, CEO for PlayStation. Um kind of funny crew. Uh, specifically Greg Miller. The literally within the hour that this news broke of Jim Ryan retiring, he got I, I guess he got um Andy from kind of funny to make a shirt that says shoe for president. And if you don't (laughs) know who shoe is, that's Shuhei Yoshida. And he is back in the like Sean Layden, Sean Layden, yeah, Sean Layden like time. There, we had he's still at PlayStation, but Shuhei Yoshida was like right now, he's like the indie games like president or something. I forget his actual title, but like he was really like. Prominent in PlayStation, he was doing a lot of stuff. Like he saw his face in a lot of places, and that was another thing that Jim Ryan did. He he removed the faces from PlayStation, so PlayStation was just the brand. So there was mm-hmm. no recognizable face to PlayStation. It's nothing I wanted probably to Probably didn't even want to be known like thing. that. Yeah, and then him having to go, up he was Jim Ryan is just not good with words on, in a public setting. That's yeah. you know that's fine. You know as long as he's able to do his job, which he did, and he did a good job. But like. Right. This last state of play, we had the lady, I think her name is Sean something. She was a face for state of play, which was very different from how they carried their state of play for the last couple of years. And it is interesting that we see we finally see a face for uh, a showcase like this. So I'm kind of wondering if that's going to kind of be the start of a change to PlayStation now that Jim Ryan is retiring. But yeah, we'll see. That's just my little speculation. Uh the next thing.
3: No, to 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 your question of who we think should oh, lead Playstation. Yes, yes I
0: totally agree.
3: I would say Herman Holst, who's the current mm-hmm. um the president of Playstation well like well he's the, the leader of Playstation Studios, right? And Playstation Studios is in um Insomniac, Santa Monica, like like that's their main development division. Yes. I think that he would do a better job at like you know i mean like not, not, not trying to say keeping a sketch, just keeping a status quo but you know appreciating the depth playstation has and ips that are dormant that needs to be revived that can be revived to fit into other genres better you know the first person shooters drama the third person shooter drama the third person shooter genre the strategy genre like really building out um that part you know, I'm making yeah. a, a more more unique first party experience than the third person action adventure, which is PlayStation's bread and butter right now. Right. How about you, Sean? You got anyone?
2: Um, I don't really have anyone. So I'm just uh, throwing up for Marcus. I'm going to say Daddy Druckman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and,
0: and then up. my heart, it goes to Shuhei. Uh, like, Shuhei is just um, So, yeah. So. Uh, More news. Well, this one is is worse than the first one. Uh, Epic Games is cutting about 90 jobs, or 16% of staff. This comes from Bloomberg. Not 90 jobs. 900. Did I say 90? Sorry. Almost 900. The exact number is 870 employees will be seeking uh, jobs. Um, So this comes from Jason Schreier from Bloomberg. Uh, So basically, Epic Games... The makers of the popular Fortnite video game is laying off, as I said, 187 employees as it seeks to rein in costs. So this is a quote from them. For a while now, we've been spending way more money than we earn. Chief Executive Officer Tim Sweeney wrote to employees in a memo memo seen by Bluebird News. I'm just going to stop right there. I'm going to jump to another thing. Back in 2021, we completely just didn't talk about this. Mm Mm-hmm. Epic Epic bought a huge mall, a huge by way of $90 million, 980,000 square foot mall called Cray Town Center. Gary, I don't know where it's going. North Carolina. <laughs> oh, North Carolina. Okay. Mm-hmm. He bought it in the height of work from home, the year. After the COVID pandemic, like <laughs> this man has been just frivolously spending money in ridiculous yes. ways. He yeah. made a bet on mm-hmm. metaverse. You mean they no? I'm saying I'm I'm blaming Tim Sweeney, like yes. the CEO, the man that, that is okaying the spend expenditure of money for Epic Games. Like this is the 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 I the fact right. that he said we've been spending more money than we've earned. Yeah, you absolutely have, my guy. Like it's mm. it's 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 normal business. It you should be you should be spending the money that you can recoup or whatever bullshit that's supposed to be the thing. So like
2: it's not gonna to make say sense, it out sense. Loud. It's not gonna make it's, sense to on the outside.
3: So no, I mean we what what we can comment on is we know that their strategy with Fortnite is trying to keep as current as possible with the biggest pop trend. Like Fortnite is a no. pop game machine like all right the new transformers was come out here's the transformers shit then ninja turtles yeah. came out here's ninja turtle shit so like that was a very tight loop for i i i i truly hope there's not any burnout over there but after the 100 people laid off there may be more burnout, oh, absolutely burnout.
1: <laughs> It's absolutely burnout <laughs> you know
3: like getting yo, you go optimus <laughs> trying, trying to do the shoot dance and shit so he doesn't clip <laughs> to the fucking map <laughs> yeah but so, um yeah like like de- dealing dealing with that that type of I I, I believe dealing with that type of game um, I think over the last few months like I I mean I'm not a I'm not big in the Fortnite but yeah. I could totally see people getting a little bit. Bored with it, like we know. Like here's the here's a new big thing. Here's like the tie-in, and I'm not going to have X amount of time to get this character. Even though I'm glad to see live services are switching away from that, I like people to go back and earn shit like yeah. Call of Duty wants to do, like halo's currently doing. But with that tight cadence, I think yeah, I think gamers are coming burnout too and not really participating as much as they would in the past for for Fortnite stuff.
0: I'm gonna go ahead and say it because real quick this is a person who pretty much never really liked fortnite once it went multiplayer I, I like the single player version of it yes there was a single player version of fortnite
3: um yeah. hello it
2: the world isn't
3: it yeah i mean like you i mean like God. yeah you can't buy it anymore but like we still have yeah. it like it's, yeah, it's okay. still relics <laughs> but,
0: yeah so like i i've i've always looked at fortnite like oh this is Legitimately, the same thing over and over again. Like the whole building thing was cool; was fascinating to watch. Like pro people do the building thing, but like there was always a, uh, how long is this gonna last? When it when I thought about Fortnite and this whole this whole epic thing cutting games, it goes beyond Fortnite because Epic also has Unreal Engine. It also has the Epic Game Store. So like there is different places where they are gathering money, and it's like it's not necessarily Fortnite's fault that. Tim, the Epic Games is laying off people. It is just the expenditure of money and not being responsible about that. And we also have to look at the fact that during the pandemic in 2020, we saw like record growth for the industry because everyone was at home and, you know, video games are cool. So a lot of people were playing video games. The problem with that is that these studios, these, these, these publishers, they just assume that growth was going to carry forward, and they just instead of instead of having a war chest like Nintendo, like Microsoft, oh, Microsoft has their money from their play, but instead of having a war chest like Nintendo, they just kind of and the money starts to dry up, and then instead of Instead of Tim Sweeney doing the thing that one of the Nintendo um, CEOs did, where they were like, "You know what? I'm gonna cut my salary so everyone can stay." He's just oh like, no, oh, you y'all. can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> no, know. no, no, no. I don't no, even no, know no. y'all
2: names. <laughs> so <it's just> like, <laughs> an
0: American businessman would never do that. I don't, I don't exactly, them. exactly. And it's just, it's, it's, it's so sad to see. Like, I feel so bad for the 870 employees right. that are going to be affected by this man's just terrible usage of his money of their money because they are spending the time to making these products that is ultimately bringing the money in for Tim Sweeney. So, yeah, man, it, it just sucks. It, and another thing, too, MediTonic, the Fall Guys the developer, uh, they have been completely laid off. But <laughs> Epic turns around and says, oh, we're still dedicated to Fall Guys. And it's just like, how are you dedicated to the game when you just laid off the entire development studio? Like, what are you talking about? So it, it's just, it's just terrible all around. All right. Um, the next thing is, you know, we're just going to do, hey, hey guys, um, you know, just to, just to change the script a little bit. <laughs> if you're liking this video, please subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell and uh, hit the notification bell, subscribe and hit the like button. Yeah, do that. Do all those three things. I greatly appreciate you doing that. All right. Let's jump back into this terrible, terrible, just, just mess of a, mess of a news. All right. Uh, Hideki Kamiya is leaving Platinum Games. This comes from VGC by way of... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Andy Robinson. So the creator of Bayonetta and and Wonderful 101 director Hideki Kamiya has announced he will be leaving Platinum Games next month. So specifically from Platinum Games, they say, we were going to announce that uh, Kamiya will be leaving Platinum Games. On October 12th, 2023, we are truly grateful for his creative ideas, leadership, and contribution to the growth of Platinum Games from our startup to this very day. Uh, Kamiya responded, not responded, to this, but he also said, as announced uh, on the official Platinum Games X account, <laughs> X Twitter, I will be leaving Platinum Games on October 12th. This came after a long consideration based on my own beliefs and was by no means an easy decision to make. He added, however, I feel this outcome is for the best. I will continue to create in my <laughs> cameo way. I hope you'll keep your eyes peeled.
1: So mm-hmm. the
0: this this sucks for Platinum Games because a lot of their games was really like exclusively tied with Kamiya in terms of like their yeah. Bayonetta games, and I think they have another other couple of games that is also tied with Kamiya's like Vision. But this feels like because like the 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 inside part of this is that Kamiya was promoted to vice president, and as you all know, he is a game designer, so. For him to be vice president he's not really doing the role that he wants to do so yeah. i feel like that's a weird slow push to like quiet firing in a way so it kind of seems like i think platinum was trying to just get rid of this guy but like didn't want to actually fire him so they just set it up for it's gonna be easy for him just to leave but even with him leaving you know he is a very well you know well renowned developer i'm pretty sure maybe a 10 cent or someone's going to be throwing money at his way to like, hey, yeah. the studio. we'll pay for it, you know? So we'll see.
3: Yeah. Do yeah. Do I mean, any feelings about this. Do, do you think that we have a um, Hideo Kojima type situation where, you know, like the talent that was um, Hideki Kamiya, him leaving? Will that lead to a downward trend in the quality of platinum games? And he'll make his own studio oh. in defiance?
2: Uh, it remains to be seen.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, think what, like, what do we think is going to happen? What do we think? What do we think? What I
0: we think go? that's that's an interesting question. I, I think because <laughs> it's one of those I always look at is like it takes a group of it takes a, a room full of people to make a video game, it's not just one person. So, but like, he, he was for a vision, to leave,
3: he's a he's a visionary, yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. he
0: was a visionary, so he kind of led the team into a direction. So, it could be a thing of like they're still able to make the games, but the games overall just. Vision direction doesn't really have that same flair because the, that visionary is gone or it could be a thing of like, you know, the second in command or whatever is like, all right, now it's my turn. And he has a different vision and yeah. the team supports him and they go a different direction and the game actually is is fine or whatever. But like as Sean said, we really won't know until we know. All right. uh, Number four. Sega has canceled Hyenas. And someone announced Hyenas in development. (laughs) (laughs) This comes from VGC by way of Tom Ivan. All right. Yeah. So Sega has canceled their unreleased game called Hyenas. Um, For those who don't know about Hyenas, Hyenas is a first-person game, first-person shooter. That's really it. And You can watch the trailer. It's it's one of the things where Sega, Sega Sammy I guess. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Creative Assemblies, behind it. Creative Assembly is the one who created this game. It, it never looked that appealing, at least to me, at least a lot of people, at least uh, apparently to Sega cuz they they canceled this game. But um yeah, so like the it was a first person shooter that was a games of a service game. I barely remember anything about the, it. Yeah, like, the the interesting part of the trailer was that there are sections where you can activate zero-G, so you'd be, like, floating around and shooting. And the thing is, like, that's a cool idea, but in practice, shooting in space sucks. So it's just, like, yeah, you we just got to set yourself up for... Yeah, yeah, and so it's just, like, all right, sure, sure. But, yeah, it, it just... It's, it's no longer a thing. So if you were one of these um, hyenas, diehards, I pour one out, man. I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh, another thing to be said. Like there was betas for this, and the betas just didn't go too well. So Sega canceled the game. So yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm I'm looking right. at like some articles about it, and you know they're commenting that it was basically a game made by corporate mandate to appeal the trending, you know, demographic paradigms.
1: Yeah. Just that sounds about right. Trying to catch the wave on stuff.
0: Yeah. All right. So number five, Capcom's president wants you to pay even more for your games. This comes from Inside Gamer by way of Grant Taylor Hill. I I dislike when websites have the dark background and don't have their text be just like straight (laughs) white. They do like a weird gray or something. It's just like, yeah, they need to consult with you, right? I know, exactly, exactly. I won't charge too much. Mm. One million dollars. Anyways, uh, so yes, Capcom president wants us to pay even more for video games. Or, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so basically, in a recent interview, the president of Capcom, oh, Jesus, uh, Haruhiro Tsujimoto, Tsujimoto there you we go, uh, went on record stressing the game development is 100 times more costly than it was back in the... <laughs> uh famicom era famicom. yeah of course what famicom there you go that's it um but the price of software hasn't increased in kind he therefore believes that the price of games should see a sharp increase to tackle ever rising wages and the overall cost of producing these games it takes years to build a triple a game now and the investment needed can be in the hundreds of millions but software prices still float around 50 to 70 dollars yeah so that part is interesting because i believe he says 50 to 70 because they don't charge i don't think resident evil remake was 70 dollars. i think it was 60. i
1: mean but yeah to uh,
3: to, to, uh, to his point um and i was i was thinking about this yesterday about folding clothes where i get all my thoughts in um <laughs> so like yeah like you know we we just yeah, saw quick, Resident
0: evil Mm-hmm. Was sixty dollars,
3: so we we, we yeah, just was... saw a price increase from sixty to seventy for all games. Like if if you've been in, playing video games for a while, you know sixty was kind of the whole. Like it's it's always been in my heart an arbitrary number, just agreed upon by the distributors or the developers, the publishers. Like everyone just kind of came together and said, "All right, it's this." And that's kind of what happened this time with seventy. It took one being two k. Um, the NBA 2K, and then two, then three, and then everything. Like, All right, we're seventy dollars now. That's the new normal. But in my mind, I know for a fact that there is a disparity in game development between a lot of these seventy-dollar games yeah. in terms of the price to go behind it. Would it? Would it? In a different world, if there was a market for like fish. <laughs> like if games were like no, fish he, yeah. <laughs> there was like a, a market value for Spider-Man right like if if Spider-Man was priced at a base $90 this is $90 it's, it's, a, it's a $90 experience um and fucking Madden was $70 right because it's the same game same engine same assets same animations of the year before you know, would we tolerate that? Because this guy's come this person is coming from like a you know, like fuck man, we're not making money. We get <laughs> you know, like like they they have their own reasons why their shit should be priced higher, but you know, I don't know what event would make the game industry go that. Would it be a switch to all digital? You know, would it like what what shift
2: I mean if they switch to all digital and they can keep the price at seventy dollars, some of that money goes into Shipping, printing, packaging—you mm.
0: know, mm. game. Well, I think the, I think the point is like seventy dollars is uh, agreed upon, but no one likes that number. Like people, like developers, publishers wish that it was we paid more money for these games. Like, and and some consumers there... are
3: like, uh, "Why the fuck is it seventy now?" <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I mean, exactly. If they raise the price.
2: They got to know that they're gonna get less sales. It's it's a number of quantity versus quality at this point because, uh, yeah. as you said, people can barely stomach the uh, sixty, seventy dollar price point. But um, honestly, I mean, shoot,
0: if we got paid more, sure, we'll spend more more money on games. <laughs> but like, it's one of those things where it's just like, all right, we understand that you guys are sort of taking a loss. But like, hey, we're 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 also taking a loss when we buy fucking cord, like. Hey, man, (laughs) like, come on. (laughs) That's where the
2: DLC and microtransactions come in to make up on the back end, because, I mean, if you want to compare it to movies, they got some movies with ridiculous budgets compared to others, but we're still paying the same price, you know, but but then
3: then then you like, as as I said, with Spider-Man, then you have like this solid state single player games that don't have any type of microtransaction type, you know, Mm -hmm. um, format to them. Not which, yet. In the past, Jim Ryan's like, we gotta move away from <laughs> like just these types of games because like we're 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 meeting the cost of production and only marginally doing better than that every time. Like that's mm-hmm. not that's not enough growth to really expand that series.
2: They need to stop throwing for lack of a better term horsepower at everything. Back in the <laughs> back in the days of yore, they made do with what they had as far as learning <laughs> software tricks to get things done. Look at a uh, Mode Seven <sighs> on the Super Nintendo, what have you? Um, a bunch of different <laughs> games like Fake Three
3: D. You get you, you get what I'm trying to say. Sean wants us to believe that every game should look like Tear Down. That's like, what? Game, like,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> not what I'm saying.
1: Uh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I get saying, what Sean's saying. Yeah, we need to work on efficiency like, versus right, just, Yeah, right. the pushing big the graphics stage. like going 8K. We don't need fucking 8K. The I think the problem that. is it's right now we are literally just <clears throat> knee deep. We're waist deep. We're 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 dingling deep Whoa. in the the. <laughs> The, the 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 graphics race like everything has to look better has to look more pretty I mean, look, at this point we're at the point polygon. of
2: diminishing returns
0: yeah exactly like yeah.
3: the, the, the pursuit for the uncanny valley only works for shoot for uh, racers and sports games yeah everything else don't that,
0: yeah that's true like <laughs> we're we're at the point where like if no studio can can take a step back from graphical fidelity because they will just immediately, unless unless it's like an artistic choice, where it's just like, oh, I mean, that's, that's the only thing that's that tears of the kingdom so. right there. You can't talk about how that game looks. That's just the style of Zelda. But like yeah, <laughs> the game doesn't look good compared to yeah. any game on PlayStation or Xbox. But it's Nintendo. They do the Nintendo thing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it, it's it is we the developers kind of. I don't know. I, everyone's at fault. Like the consumer's at fault for like wanting the envelope to be pushed. The developers are at fault for pushing the envelope. The publisher are, are at fault for marketing the push of the envelope. So it's just like i don't I don't there's no real like solution to this other than us paying more money, which they can put the price tag on the thing, but all that means is just people are just going to wait for these games to go on sale. And go, you know, drop the 70 or whatever. And then. Oh, uh, yeah. And then. Yeah. And then eventually it's just going to be like, oh, well, this just doesn't work. Or the other thing is one of these developers, one of these publishers say, hey, look, this game is going to cost a hundred dollars. And people are going to be like.
2: I mean, they have those rumors right. going out for a uh, GTA six right now. I mean, obviously,
3: it's not
0: going to cost $100. That's probably a, no, 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 a special no, no.
3: That's, that's, edition or some shit. Oh, but. my God. Yeah, yeah, no, no. GT
0: 7 still costs $70. Oh, <sighs> hey, you know what? Every, every game that you buy is a special edition. There you go. Capcom, I've solved your issue. Give me <laughs> oh,
3: like What, you mean like put more content? No, you can't make money off of that. No, The base you, you, edition you, you, you have, is a special you have, edition. <laughs> you have to trick people in thinking that they're getting more for paying $10 extra dollars for Spider-Man yeah. and a thong. Yeah, come on, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> It's a new experience I mean, that only you yeah, can a, experience by paying us more money. That's know? a lot of skin
0: you're getting, so that, don't you like, understand that, that concept of the value? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the next story, number six Resident Evil 4 remake will cost $60 on iPhone, specifically the <laughs> iPhone 15 Pro uh, Maximum. Efficiency. I don't know. Man, basically yeah, the
3: the the high-end iPhone yeah. 15. Yes.
0: Yeah, so the so um this is who is this by? This is by Ashley Bar Bardhan. Bardhan. So the reasoning behind this is Apple once The these so Apple 15 can run like high quality games because of their Mm -hmm. M4 chip or whatever they got going on in that phone. When the batteries and essentially (laughs) you never know. Wait till you make the headshot in Resident Evil 4, you'll see. But um so essentially Apple wants to position these games specifically as more than mobile games. So these are essentially the I think the PS4 port the ps4 and xbox -hmm. port yeah so these these aren't necessarily like mobile games these are actually high quality like console games and it's able to run on the iphone so that's why you have this cost being so high is it going to work are people going to spend money on this i don't think so i i think we're gonna have a couple people we're gonna have some youtubers like you know buy it make content and just kind of like oh well that's it but In terms of the actual audience, it seems super weird that you would spend $60 on a game on your phone. I guess if you don't have a console, then sure. I don't know. I guess what What I mean, but then you
2: have an iPhone
0: 15. Yeah, yeah, right? So, yeah. And then, like, if you have a mobile device like that, and that's, like, your main gaming thing, you're used to playing, like, mobile, mobile games. Like a Candy Crush, so it's just like okay, it's it's a it's an interesting bet. Uh, we'll we'll wait and see if this actually has yeah, any. Numbers. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's if Apple actually releases that stuff. Number seven, we have exclusive details from Far Cry Seven story outline. This comes from Inside Gamer by way of Tom Henderson. So. Inside Gamer learned new t- new details about Ubisoft's next mainline Far Cry entry following our exclusive report in January. Oh, That was pretty far away. Uh, the next game, which we'll refer to as Far Cry Seven, is an internally known as Pro- no is internally known as Project Blackbird. It's scheduled to be released in fall twenty twenty five. This game will be developed by Ubisoft Montreal and will move away from the doing doing, doing
3: Don Dunia Dunia. Is Dun, it done or Nia. There you
0: shout
3: go. It out. Engine Dun-nia. to Snowdrop.
0: <laughs> 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 so wait, Snowdrop is... Oh, wait, I'm thinking of uh, Frostbite. That's EA,
3: right? No, Snow, Snowdrop okay. is what they use in the Division. That's a, the that's a, the Division's engine, is Snowdrop. Yes. Okay. You, you see it every time you, you launch it up. Yeah. I mean, if, I yeah, mean, to be honest, okay. like the, the, the last update going into the ne- this generation, the volumetric lighting is really good. Oh, like really the fogginess. Okay. I mean, every game is doing yeah. it well now, but Snowdrop does it really good. OK,
0: so I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. So speaking with sources, this is about Far Cry 7. It's understood that the next entry will ex- the next entry to the series will be a nonlinear story with the story being centered around rescuing the player's kidnapped family. It was said that the game's plot revolves around a wealthy family that has been kidnapped by a conspiracy group, currently called the Sons of Truth. Um, Jordan, yeah, what was the name of the groups uh, from the last Far Cry game?
3: Uh no, it was it was um me? it was no 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 like you 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 were fighting um Gus Fring, like you you weren't fighting a cult. That, that was five okay. five you were you were falling like the children of something but yeah like this is children of okay yeah, four yeah. five were cults essentially and yeah. yeah this one's going back to cults so it's 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 gotcha, nothing gotcha, gotcha. nothing too special
0: <laughs> yeah so while exact finite details are subject to change due to the game stage of development it was said that the premise of the campaign is for the player to rescue their entire family within a specific time frame. That sounds horrible. Uh currently the currently the current in-game timer stands at 72 hours or 24 hours in real time. That's all okay. That yeah, but the timer can be paused when the player enters one of their safe house. It was said. How, what do you
1: think about this idea? <laughs> That's a lot, man. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, no, I mean yeah. I've been I've been playing Far Cry since four and mm-hmm. I know exactly how they're going to market this bullshit. They're gonna have a crazy, you know, super charismatic actor give some type of monologue saying that how crazy that they are and how crazy you are. And they can't excite. They're they're so excited to make you as crazy as them, you know? And then everyone's like, Oh man, I can't wait to fight that person. And then we'll see them three times during the whole campaign. But you know, what this reminds me of it reminds me of that Capcom zombie game. What was that called? What to do with the photographer? What was that game oh, called? That, uh, not that island. Uh, because it had they a timer and... in. No, 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 no. It was that Capcom um, zombie game.
1: Um. Was it
3: Dead Rising? Yeah, Dead Rising. Um, yeah, Dead Dead Rising had a um, wait, are you, timer. Are you talking it. about the.
0: The, Warriors is it Dead in the mall.
3: Yeah, yeah. The yeah he, in the the mall. he was in. The, he was in yeah. the mall. He was in the mall, and he had a timer to beat the game. Yes. He had a timer to beat rescued, the game, yeah. and I never touched it because of that fact. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that kid yeah. had a timer to it. You know, Frank West and all yeah. that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, so I'm just going to read on real quick. Uh, Far Cry's on literary story means the family members do not need to be rescued in order, and oh. some family members can be killed, which has an impact on the story. While details are still a little murky, it is understood that the goal is to take down the Sons of Truth and in order to complete the game 100%, you'll need to rescue all your family members safely. To find your family members, it was said that Far Cry 7 introduced a new interrogation mechanic to the game, which doesn't necessarily mean you'll get the information you need from the enemy. Sometimes the enemy will give, you, will give up the information, sometimes they will lie, stay quiet, or even sometimes escape say. I, I mean this is interesting I, I, it's not interesting
3: it sounds boring as shit <laughs> and this is coming from All right, you got a, me, fan, you got a fan, a fan <laughs> of the series like no I mean oh, I'm going to end up buying God. this piece of shit but at the same time I know what I'm going to get myself into this is not pushing the envelope this is the same fucking yeah. game that they've been pushing for the past three years no no past decade. Since yeah. um fucking Far Cry three. So I no. mean yeah but it's
2: it's, like it's just no longer for you. That's kinda like Assassin's Creed, that's kinda like Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Uh a lot of these series just add a little thing here and there and you either like it or you don't.
0: I mean I'ma yeah. I'm go ahead. I'ma go ahead and say Ubisoft is in trouble. Yeah. I'm not. I, I. I'm not saying that you know they're gonna get bought out by any company, but like they might need to get bought out by a company because like they got Mirage and then they have the other Assassin's Creed game in January, the 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 2.5D one. But like, yeah. man, they are just they got exifying, but who's playing that? So if, no. I don't. I don't know, man.
2: I, I mean, what we'll see.
0: <laughs> Yeah, as as someone. Yeah, it's, said, it's it's fine. not it's not bad. It is fine. Like, yes, Sean, you are correct. It is fine. <laughs> all right. Uh, number eight, Baldur's Gate three producer has joined Fable developer Playground Games. This comes from WCCF Tech by way of uh Francesco de Meo, Mio Mio Meo, Mio Mio. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's basically it. Um. One of Baldur's Gate three producers joined Playground Games, the British development studio known for Forza Horizon series, which is also working on the next entry to the Fable series. I, there, there's not too much. Um, the the uh, producer name is Ryan Clark. So yeah, um, yeah, that's awesome. Like it's it's you know it can it can only improve Fable to have the producer from one of the producers from Baldur's Gate three join onto their team to help develop Fable. Like I think. This can only benefit people. <laughs> I mean, it shows
3: um, it shows how serious Xbox is about this game being successful. You know, yeah, like absolutely. We, Le- Xbox yeah. does not have um, uh, the same level of narrative building single player experience that Sony has. And this mm-hmm. is supposed to be one of the games that's supposed to break that seal in that genre. Right. Uh so yeah you better you better fucking hire this guy <laughs> like shit bro <laughs> But like my my thing is so, you know this this is different because this is like a third person action adventure game and not what Border's Gate is you know Border's Gate is like yeah. this top like how how's that going to go into it like is are they, are they coming in for narrative reasons are they coming in for gameplay reasons like you know like that's the real question here I
0: think I think it's like they would be a fool to to hire this guy and be like all right guy you're going to not do anything that you've done for bulls no they're absolutely <laughs> going to hire this guy for like narrative reasons like mm. he's a producer so he's going to procure a lot of things that fable will need to like you know be yes. successful more yeah. successful um so my question is when when do you guys think that this is going to 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 release when do you think fable's going to drop
3: 2025
0: 2025?
3: Yeah. 2025? Like, uh, either, either, either 2025 yeah like either late 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 2024 Spring twenty twenty five.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you say, Sean? No, I
2: could agree with that twenty twenty five.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that makes most sense. Like, you have a producer, so he's not he's not a he's not a developer. He's not a designer. No. Like, he he is going to be um, possibly filling the team with like resources and stuff they can they can use to better uh, develop this game. So it it seems like it makes sense to give it another year or so. It like we might see it fall 2024, but I think if we see it, it's going to be way more of a uh, like a like a sit down, like like what they did for uh, Starfield, like hey look, this oh is, like, yeah, like, 20 yeah, twenty minute thing, mm-hmm. or, like ten minute thing of like this is what this game is. Um, Cable direct. Yes, exactly. That's Sarah Bond
3: comes out super jacked. Yay! <laughs> Yay!
0: And then, and then number nine. <laughs> uh the other part of good news for this pretty just downer of an episode counter-strike oh wait okay counter-strike (laughs) 2 i forgot the title guys counter-strike 2 has been released um the actual article is that counter-strike 2 players express disappointment as many of the csgo key features disappear so this is not necessarily um not necessarily great news but um we can this could just be real quick because none of us are Counter-Strike players. Essentially, Counter-Strike Go has gone on for such a long time. There is no way that they would include all of those features. Like
3: AI. unfortunately,
0: that is the that's a that's a side effect of having a sequel to a game that's been like running for such a long time. So when did the CS Go sucks. Uh, I think it's been like 10 years or something, right? Am I wrong? I don't know. The I'm PS One. Sure. Oh, a CS go. Yes, it's been like a... Yeah, uh, 2012, initial release date. Yeah. There you go. It's been a while. That joints. Oof. I mean, but, like, shout out for that game, like, just being a mainstay on Steam's, like, the uh, player stuff. So that's cool. Um, Yeah, you guys got anything else to say about this? I don't really...
3: It's it's we 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 we've hit various levels of capitalism and video games during this whole conversation. To which I would just say capitalism and video games. <laughs> it's
0: not a charity. <laughs> <It's> about <right. laughs> That's about right. All right. Enough, uh, so if
2: you have Apple TV, go watch Tetris movie. Very decent. Talks about uh, capitalism and socialism
0: oh. and communism and all that good stuff.
1: Oh look at that!
0: Look at that! Yeah. Um. Oh, before I forget the 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 author of this article is Amelia Zolliner. There you go. Um, so yeah, that's it for the news. Let us jump into the games that we have been playing. We'll make this pretty quick. Jordan, you have been playing, now officially, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. What is your take on
3: this game? Um, It's more cyberpunk for my cyberpunk. Uh, so oh. There's two parts to this, because one part is the 2.0 update um mm-hmm. which is like you know the big update that's available to all gamers all, all people that all all playstation 5 and xbox series x and pc owners of that game um uh, it was bad. not rolled out it was not rolled out to um last year yeah last year thanks Sean. and mm-hmm. in terms of the improvements less wavier like you're like like in terms of okay. character movement it's less floaty. um it's more like there's, i feel like there's more grip and more like your my movements are more deliberate um the yeah. melee combat has actually really mm-hmm. good news because that was
0: that was actually one of the issues that i that i found was like jumping and moving just didn't feel as solid as i would expect it to so that's good to know that's actually i don't remember a damn
3: thing about their game <laughs> but the um the melee combat has improved. They put a lot more emphasis, and they've expanded the capabilities in both, like you know, um, the gorilla fist, um, the mantis blades, the katanas, the knives. You have like finishers and stuff, which are pretty dope, and special moves associated with those weapons too. So that's fun. Um, it looks beautiful. Uh, it still, I mean, like I don't know. It's like after every update, it looks more and more like crazy. Especially at nighttime yeah. with this game, okay. um, I'm not having any type of you know hiccups and uh, frames too much. i um I do think the new treat is more understandable than the last one. The last one kind of like webbed out you know and like you kind of had to yeah. explore to see like where I get this versus that and you know like you didn't know you wanted something until it was too late I guess you would like spend money to okay. respect your stuff but now the trees are very deliberate in terms of you know where you were in them and also the, the increase in levels has turned my character like just stupidly powerful like I should not be able to spec this hard and intelligence cool um reflexes and body like i'm just like this i am an i'm a tank of knives like i am (laughs) (laughs) like my character my character can use the sand devastant and turn invisible like it's broken it doesn't make any fucking sense Mm -hmm. and there's no different like but as a reminder i did come into this dlc at the end of my game i, I didn't i didn't restart it because i mean they, they said right, that right. with the updates they added new dialogue um streams and stuff and they they, they made the structure of the story more not to say understandable but more fluid and less of a tonal shift at times mm-hmm. but i'm like no I, I i have all my toys i have all my guns let me just get into this now and i'm switching over from the 2.0 conversation to the phantom liberty conversation this is a great dlc this is a fun story like spy thriller with Aegis Albell of course and the premise is the if you saw the trailer the president is shot down over Night City and Lance's area called Dogtown which is run by like this mercenary who took it over um NCPD is not a part of it nor can I stop in there. They they basically had like it's basically um escape from New York. Right? They had their own rules in there prisoners running the uh, prison okay okay and yeah. You know, like it's it's the it's dirtier. I don't know how much dirtier you can make Night city, but that place is a fucking dump. Like it's like, oh shit! I wish I want to go back to the Glen. <laughs> you know, but, um, and t- I kept on hearing other reviewers talk about how great Aegis Alpha, Aegis Ag- Alba's acting was, and mm. it's. I mean, I will say, Counter Reeves, his reads for this DLC because um, he is a part of it. He has new he, he has like a character within it. His performance is better than Idris's. Mm-hmm. Idris is, you know, like he's kind of do he's doing sugar pell for the most part. But I don't know. Like like I don't know if they've really encapsulated, you know, like the, the simmering power that Idris Alba can do in his characters, you know, like okay. he's more he like he doesn't come off as like oh I can fuck up everyone in a room. He comes off kind of dry and flat, just like an old agent in Night City. Really? Just like I'm done with this shit. But like you know, he's standing. Like everyone else around him, kind of does really good. Like Songbird, who's like this super. Like he's like she. Like she's basically the president's personal net runner. Um, other characters that are in the story, like everyone else, is like really doing it. But Dejesus is kind of like a little bit sedated in his performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it will get better, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm like, I'm like five hours in, and um, you know, new weapons. I will say this, and we talked about this a little bit before. Like, people are putting in the Starfield versus Cyberpunk comparison. Cyberpunk is doing well when it comes to reducing the amount of clutter in this sim immersive, right? Like, mm-hmm. and the pre and, and before the update, you could find you know sex toys, and you can find like um, just cups and just shit on the ground junk on the ground (laughs) that your character pick up and and sell it. Right. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Starfield is in many ways the same way. Like there's stuff all over the place, like pens and pen holders and, you know, like sculptures and stuff like that. It's on the ground and just pick up and sell it later. But like just junk too. They said, all right, this doesn't really matter that much. So they reduced that variable, and now a lot of the looting feels more impactful. That's what yeah. it is. It's like because like
1: yeah.
3: people that struggle with ADHD, like myself, like I, you know, a- in a- ADHD, obsessive compulsive disorder, like you're gonna you feel like you're you're missing out. And like in Starfield, I've been in this pirate base for like twenty minutes, just like doing math, you know, and like ah, mm-hmm. oh, now I gotta go back mm-hmm. to New Jameson or um the Citadel to fucking sell these pins. <laughs> Had to pick up. Yo. Um, that's yeah. <laughs> one thing that it does, but yeah, they're like two different games, and Cyberpunk is three years in, so they were able to really refine their formula and make it, you know, better. Um, that's what I was gonna say.
0: I feel like the comparison is kind of unfair because Cyberpunk came out failed spectacularly, and then was given time to improve on itself to get to this point where it's actually a good game now, and it's mm-hmm. like. Starfield doesn't necessarily have that same window to be like looked at in 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 the future essentially so right. it's just like all right guys and this is also like it's a Bethesda game studio game like they always update their stuff all the time and like by the time the mods really kick in like the game's going to look completely different so it's just like all right well but I understand people making that comparison because these are just two rpgs that are first person shooters so it's just like all right well let's just compare these two things because yeah. they're right next to each other i mean
3: even though starfield does have a third person mode
0: it does yes yes
3: but you're you're going to be playing in first person yeah um yeah, yeah. i will say this i will i i had to stop switching between uh cyberpunk oh, and God. starfield <laughs> well i i can't i can't switch between 60 fps games and starfield in general Cause that shit, oh, like <laughs> oh, no. going from like Forza Horizon Five or like any Eraser to like i like oh mm-hmm. man this thing is like fucking like Disney <laughs> like like black and white like oh my god my eyes um, but one oh, one okay. the the main issue between Cyberpunk and um, Starfield was the butt mapping to which crouch mm-hmm. and throw grenade mm-hmm. have a relationship between those two games to which B <laughs> throw grenade in Starfield. You know, I'm, I'm like, mean, I might be talking yeah, to someone, probably. and then I thought impact grenade in their face. I thought I'd be <laughs> crouching, just <laughs> dead. And then uh, I'd have a bounty on my fucking head. But um, yeah, yeah like, but I, I should be finishing this sometime this week. It's not a long DLC. I'm going to go to the end to see, because remember, they also changed the I'll ending. The end too. So yeah. I'm going to see what that chain was. And yeah, I'll have an update to that. And then right back to Starfield, right back to my chlorine right. farming, yeah. my water farming.
0: I would I would love to be able to jump back into this game and like just see because I I don't know if I'd buy the DLC, but I'd like to see what like 2.0 looks like and feels like. But like I just I'll just go ahead and jump into me. Like uh, Boulder's gate guys, it is it continues to impress, excite, and just like surprise me. I I when uh, Jordan, when you're talking about like numbers and stuff to go back and sell, I had the same thing where like I just like just obliterated this group of like undead zombies now looting them. And I was like, oh, bet. okay all this stuff is worth like 2000 gold. So I go over to the to the to the person to sell the stuff. And I'm like, wait, why is it 1000 gold? And I had to bring my like awesome accountant of a wife into the conversation because I was just like, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> and, like, I had a, I had a, I had a, I had a negative discount on the person. And then my character had like a plus five persuasion. i was just like, Oh, so I'm actually, I'm actually buying the stuff for less than it costs because my persuasion is affecting the person and they're giving me a discount. But I'm just like, okay, that makes sense. But like, the bag was worth two thousand now it's worth one thousand what's happening and then i go into the bag and i look outside of the person i'm talking to and it's just like it's worth 60 like this one items worth 65 gold then i jump into the person talk to the guy i want to sell this thing it's worth 33 and i'm just like they're setting their own prices separate from what the price actually like is i'm just like i didn't even know about it and this game is so deep, it has so many mechanics that it just doesn't make sense how this is all one game i <laughs> i I ran into a thing where I was having a I was in a drinking contest with this like undead like giant just a huge zombie character, and I was just pretending to drink the 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 pints of ale and i we went like three rounds in the last round my the the saving throw i had to make was like 18 which it's a d20 i had like bonuses on that and it was just like everything riding on it and i completely failed it and the guy was like wait wait you didn't drink anything you've been an imposter this entire time and he just like destroys the bar and it just starts a whole giant fight scene it's just like this game is so 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 amazing i if you're not playing this game, hey, man, just play the game. Just try it out. Sean, <laughs> just try out the game. Just try out the game, my guy. It
3: is fun. Just try
0: it. You gave me it, a lot of it, later, like... bro. I'll download it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the problem, because I'm always playing the game. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 just continues to be that game. Um, I, I'm i going to – I'm probably – I don't know if I'm going to be able to beat it before Spider-Man, so I'll probably just put it down and just play yeah,
3: Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to clear out so, – as much as I can for yeah. Spider Man too Come, and also fucking um Alan Wake.
0: Oh. Alan Wake, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oof, that's gonna be that's gonna be another one for y'all um, horror games, you know. You know, I don't, I don't do horror games guys. <laughs> I know you Sean, you got it. anything?
2: You can play it? I am Nah, just playing Apex man. Not until Spider Man yeah.
0: comes oh. out. Okay, okay.
1: That's what's that.
0: All right. Well, that has been it for the podcast. We hope you enjoyed us talking about these sad, sad times but also a little bit of good news and also games that we've Uh Don't forget, you can like this video on YouTube. You can also like the podcast that you're listening to, but it doesn't really do much for us. Uh, you can subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell. Then you can, speaking of listening to this podcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or podcast services you are currently tuned in on. And don't forget, you can join our conversation by joining our Discord at com slash Discord. Until next time, play games,
1: you wash your hands, and always remember, if you take that thing out, make sure you're not in public because you can't go to jail.
0: Yeah, you
3: don't want that. You don't want that at all. Right, Jordan? Mm, uh, I don't know why you're asking me. I mean, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That was a weird way to end it.
1: But uh, yeah, don't go for your thing in
3: public. Exactly. Exactly.
1: All right. Bye, guys.